That was too early. So it didn't record? Yeah. <gasps> Hello? <laughs> you want to start over? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not my podcast anymore. <laughs> you gave me the phone to hold. <laughs> you got excited. You grabbed the phone, you go, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Why am I holding the phone? Because I always hold the phone. Okay. Now you get to feel my pain. Yeah, it's already hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I recently released a podcast that you listened to as I recorded um, about challenges I'm facing, things I'm learning about myself. Weaknesses, pain points, etc. And you're certainly going through the same thing too as we go through this process. So, I wanted to take time today to have us talk about everything that we're going through. And sort of share where we sit with all this stuff. And... Just leave this recorded and have this note for us to come back to and sort of see where we were, how we were thinking about things, so that when it's a year, five years, ten years down the line, we can come back and sort of understand where we were and what we didn't know and how we can maybe look back so that we can look forward. But those are just some quick thoughts of what I want to do with this time. Okay, sounds good, but how should we start this? Okay, so I want to hear from you if I ask the question, what are all the things we're doing right now? What are the things that come to mind for you? What would you say? So, we're trying to find a place to live, to rent. Mm -hmm. We are also planning our second wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. We are also mm, in the process of your Brazilian residency permit. Mm-hmm. And we're looking to start my process of the residency in the, in the United States. Mm-hmm. We are also working. Mm-hmm. And I'm also doing grad school. Mm-hmm. We have personal projects we want to keep doing, like newsletters and social media and podcasts like this one and Mm -hmm. um, content. We have books to read and lists of things to accomplish. And we have friends and family to see. I think that's, those are the main areas. Um, but of course, all of those open in in the minimum of three more, three tasks each, at least, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all of these things are not one task, there are multiple tasks in one area. Mm -hmm. That was nice when I said three, it's probably more than five tasks each. (laughs) Yes. 
I agree. Yeah. Okay. So those are the various things that we're doing all at the same time right now. Yes. And I want to ask you, what are the toughest things for you so far of all of those things? And tell me a bit about why. Mm, I think the toughest things for me are the government things. Okay. Because somehow I feel, well, I feel like we, it doesn't depend on us. Like Mm. we can do our part, but it's always going to depend on that other part to work too, or that they want to help us too, (laughs) or that they listen to us and like agree with all that because they could just go and like, oh, no. Yeah. And we can just not be accepted. Uh-huh. The things that we are trying to be accepted in. Yeah. And that bothers me because it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. Yep. And also because government make me, like, nervous. Uh-huh. Because all of that tension and, like, hierarchy and fe- fear of doing something wrong and be, you know, like, banned from the country forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or things like that. Deported, you know. Or... Arrested. Not that I think I'm going to do anything to be arrested, but you know that I'm anxious, so I'm like, oh, what if they don't like me? Mm-hmm. And they just decide to do that. So I just don't really love to be doing the legal things. Oh, and one thing that bothers me a lot about that is that the system is made in a way that it probably wants you to give up to do that. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not really trying to help. Correct. Or trying to be clear with the things, with yes. information. So that's very... Um, uh, what's the word? Like, massage? Tiring. Yeah, tiring. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah, it's tough. And most of the time, it just seems stupid. I'd be like, why are we having so much trouble with that? So it should be more simpler than that, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I want to um, explain why it's been so frustrating so far. Because I think in the abstract, it's like, oh, okay. Is it really like that? But I think if we say out loud exactly what has happened, this will be helpful for people to understand just how weird this whole thing is. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll tell the story because I don't. I know that you won't want to tell the story. Um, so in the U.S., we during our last few weeks there started looking at all the requirements for me to get the per- permanent residency in Brazil. We looked through everything. One second. That's because Matt is only is only allowed to stay here for three months, in the normal passport. So in order to Correct. stay more than three months, he has to have this residency thing. So we went with that. Okay. Yeah, um, you can speak louder as well. Just wanted to let you know. Right. <laughs> it sounds like you're whispering. <laughs> you have the opposite problem of Tim. Yes, I know. <laughs> Um, Hi, Tim. Okay, so 
we started preparing all the documents when I was in the U.S. At the end, we read through everything to the T multiple times, identified all the things that we would need to do, said, okay, we need this, 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 got all the documents together, reviewed it multiple times, made sure that everything was in line with what the word said. One of the things that they gave us a hard time about, which I'm having to do now, is they asked for a check on your criminal record from the smallest locality possible. Close. They said the smallest locality. The most, local. at the most local level possible. Mm. Okay, I don't remember those words, like the most local. They, I, I remember like that. They said... In the locality where you have resided exactly. over the last five years. Yes, but I don't know. I don't think they told the most, the smallest, or like the, the okay. closest. Water, okay, you know? okay. Right. Um, that's fair. I appreciate you being nice to them. Um, so, I'm not being nice, it's just... No, it's, it's, it's trying to be fair, and I appreciate that. Um, so we got all these documents together, and that specific document, I went to the county where I live, I went to the clerk's office to talk to the, to talk to them about where I could do a background check through the sheriff. And they ran the background check there, gave me the paper with the signature of the county clerk, who is the person who basically runs all the records systems in the county in, in mm-hmm. from where I'm, in the county where I'm from. And that is common in the U.S., but in Brazil, it's not that common, especially here in Rio. That's like not, it's, it's not a no, an understood concept. No, it's like a too small of a... Yes. Con- like, it's, it's almost like not legit. Yes. You know, like, it seems not small. legit because it's too small. It's too small. Um, yeah. So, we bring all these papers and they give me an issue with this and they say hey you need to get the FBI to do this background check and I just had a lot of questions about this of that doesn't seem to make sense because on the website that's not what it's asking for it's really not what it says it says you need to have a background check done of what crimes you've committed in the last five years from the locality where you've lived in the last five years. And that is what I gave them. And that is not what they wanted, even though that is what they asked for. So that was very frustrating to step into. So they tell me I need to do this background check for the FBI. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? They say, you need to go to your U.S. consulate and you need to request that they write a letter to request you to get fingerprinted in Brazil to then send back to the U.S. for the FBI to do the background check, send back to me for me to then get it... Apostilled and translated. Get it up apostilled and translated to then bring back to the federal police for me to get the residency. So I said, okay, that sounds arduous, but I guess we can, we can go forward and do this because if I don't, I won't be able to get the residency, whatever. So I go to the consulate... 
schedule an appointment online because you can't call them. You can't show up at any time. All you can do is schedule an appointment in advance, go there, and there's only one appointment time available at every single occasion, and that's it. That's all that you have. So This is in the U.S. This is the U.S. consulate here in, here in Rio. And that is about an hour and a half from where we live by public transportation, if not more, about yeah. two hours. Mm-hmm. So I go to the appointment. And when you go to the U.S. consulate in Rio, and I think probably most U.S. consulates, it, it might be this way. Yeah. You, you cannot bring in any electronic devices. You can't bring in a watch. You can't bring in a phone. You can't bring in a computer. Nothing. And they don't provide any sort of... Um, and they, they on-site lockers. do not provide any lockers. So you have to go to this outside service that's like right next to it where you don't really know what's going on there and how that operation is working so you either have to have somebody who's going to hold on to your stuff and like wait for you or you need to just go without a phone or without a watch or without anything like that and just hope to know exactly how to get there and how to get back um and living two hours from there it's a bit difficult to know exactly what you need to do what the time schedules are what bus you need to get what time the metro is coming and all that stuff so I go there. Fortunately, Gabby comes with me. She goes and stays at the restaurant across the street. I'm in there for an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, it was almost two hours waiting. Yeah. Outside. yeah. Yeah. So I wait for two hours to get the U.S. consulate to write me a classic script letter that they've done time and time and time again. And I sit there and wait for them to do this letter over the course of two hours. So I come out, I have the letter. I'm like, okay, all right, I have the letter. We waited this thing out. All right, what's next? So next, we have to go to the federal police. Well, we had to call the federal police and say, hey, I have this letter. We need to schedule this appointment. And they said, what? Well, at first, they didn't pick up the call the first three times. And then we called again. They picked up. And then the guy said, oh, Okay, but now you need to print a form. And we were like, okay, what form? And they're like, I don't know, like the form from FBI. And we were like, we don't know what form. Can you say what? Can you tell what, us what, the, what form the form is, is and what the number is? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. You have to go to the website of FBI website and do it. And we're like, okay, but can you tell us? How what, it is? What, like, what's the what number? Does what does it look like? Because we looked like looked at it online and it, like we showed at least three types of different forms uh, about that subject. And he was like, "Okay, def- he has this and this and that, and then this space for the fingerprint and everything." I was like, "Okay, we we know what what the form is." And he was like, "Okay, you you have to come here. You don't need to schedule appointment." But you need these documents and you come here with the translated form. So we need to translate the form. And it can't be any translation. It has to be an official translator. An officially approved translator by the Brazilian Federal Police. Yeah. So they have a list and then we go through the list. And I sent like three, four, five emails to each one of those to see who was going to answer first. 
one person entered back. And that was it, right? That was it, yeah. And then we did the translation with this guy. Which cost $80. That, yeah. It was $80. 80? Yeah. This is about 400 Oh, yes, yes. 80. Yeah. Um, so now we have the form and it is translated. So we need to go to the federal police downtown to finally get your fingerprints. Yes. So we go there today. So we went to the... Went there today. We went there today. Another two-hour journey. Yes. <laughs> you get there. You find the federal police or the identification unit. You go in there. You... Oh, yeah. And that's the funny thing, too. The guy on the phone was like, yeah. And then you have to go to the federal police. And we're like, okay. There are 300 units of the yeah, federal yeah, yeah. police. Which one should we go? And he was... He said, oh, the, the main one. And we were like... Okay, yeah. The main are, one. Yeah. There are multiple main ones <laughs> it was just it was so hard to make him say like where this thing is yes. <laughs> it was just oh my god but okay we get there we find the building we get inside the building and then we're there and the actually that part went well it kind of worked yeah like they accepted the papers they were like yeah, yeah. apparently everything was right with the translation and everything? Yeah. They make you wait for 25 minutes, but... Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Why not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can. They know that we're not going to do anything about it, right? <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, so they do that. They do the fingerprints. And then they say, okay, so now you get this form with your fingerprints. It's a piece of paper and Matt's fingerprints are there. Yep. With a few informations like name, address, those things. They have a stamp of the federal police and they say, okay, now you get this and you bring it back to that other unit. You have to bring it back to the immigration unit, which is at the airport. Which is at the airport. And we're like, oh, so you don't send it directly from here to the FBI? And they're like, no, 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 no. Here we just do the fingerprints. You have to go back to the airport and then there they're going to send it straight to the FBI in the U.S. And they're going to run the, the background check. And we said, OK, we're going to do it now because we have time. And we're near there. Yeah. So yeah. we went, to, we took the, the tram, went to the airport, got there. And <laughs> the guy... <laughs> We, and he looked confused when yeah, we got like, there and presented the paper. We get there, present the paper, tell him the situation, tell him what we need. And he, he has the blank stare on his face. Yeah, he blinked for like one minute. And <laughs> then I was like, okay, I'm going to check this. And got our paper and disappeared in the office. We waited. And then he got back. And he was like, okay, you're, we don't do that. <laughs> we don't we, we don't do this. We don't do this part and i was like all right how do we send this to the fbi then and he was like i don't know <laughs> Jesus. and we replied like okay but the man in the federal police downtown said that you do this here he sent us here he to do this he sent us here to do this and, and the guy said, no, 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 he's, no, this, that's not true. We don't. We don't do that. We don't send anything. 
So then he called his superior, the superior came to us and explained everything again. Basically just saying everything again like three times. The same thing, like, we don't do this here. We don't do this here, have to go to the consulate. You have to go to the consulate. Well, actually, he didn't even say we have to go to the consulate. He said, like, you might have to go to the consulate, but I don't even know. He really said, I don't know how you send that to the U.S., but it's not here. Yeah. And I was just, oh... Okay, because according to him, the only thing that the Brazilian Federal Police has to do about that is to collect the fingerprints. That's why we needed them. Now that we have the fingerprints, we need to just figure out by ourselves what to do. And we're just there standing in the airport, like not knowing what to do. And then we sat got into your computer, get, got another appointment to the consulate, which is going to be on Friday, because they only have one time on Friday. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, the thing that frustrated me, which I was trying to express, but you didn't seem to understand when I was trying to express that, was what I was saying was, listen, this is something that you are asking for for me to do this residency process like this is your requirement for me i know i understand what you're saying but the thing that they were replying was like okay we are requiring you to have the background check Uh but we cannot require from them it's like we're requiring from you but you need to go directly to them to require you need to do it your yourself yeah which is which doesn't make sense though i know but they cannot they they Affirm that they cannot ask directly to the FBI. Like, hey, FBI, run this background check of Matthew. Like, it needs to be your, you. I, I don't, I still... That's yeah, very confusing. I know that's not, like, because practical. Because they definitely talk to each other and do that frequently. Yeah, because it's like, it, you're the... We're, you're basically the FBI from Brazil. So like, what's yes. the deal? Yeah. <laughs> just, you are the federal police, and they are the yeah. federal bureau of investigation. Yeah, I don't see like, why they would never talk to each other, or why they have to not talk to each other. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. not, but yes. Yeah. So we got to this point where now I have to go to the consulate, present to them this fingerprinted document, and basically see what they say. Yeah, hope See, that that's hope replaced. that they'll send it. Yeah, yeah hope, hope that that's right. Because I remember the first time we went to the consulate, they did say that they don't do anything with the FBI. Like yeah. they are not connected to the FBI, and I'm like, how are you not connected to the FBI? You're literally the government of the USA. Yes. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yes. Oh God, but yeah, that's how things are. Because we have everything else, but the. The FBI thing is not here, so. Yep. So that's one thing we're dealing with. Yeah. And in addition to that, um, looking for a place to live, we were spending some time looking at apartments to buy initially mm-hmm. because we thought that we were going to be able to get financing and a loan here in Brazil to do that. Um, but then as we conducted our search and as we talked to some real estate agents, what they told us was that, no, you can't get financing as a foreigner because you've never declared taxes here in Brazil. And that process was a bit confusing to me 
I kind of understand it because they want to know and guarantee that you'll have income in their currency that you can pay, which I understand. But given the way that banks work now and how easy it is to transfer money. Yeah, I think they should be updating this, this system soon, like as soon as possible because it's ridiculous. But it also might be an incentive to inhibit foreigners from purchasing property in Brazil. I don't think they're trying to stop foreigners to buy things. I just think they are too conservative to... Or if they want if they want foreigners to buy things, they want them to pay for it up front. Yeah, like I said, they, they, they're too the conservative. You know, like they are... Fiscally conservative in that way. Yeah, if they don't... They don't want to take a risk. A foreign risk. Yeah, because if they cannot check your um, income, yeah, they don't trust you. Which I understand, but yeah, like the world is like one now. Yes. So it's very. Th- there now. should be a better system to check all of that. You should be. There should be like a global yes. income system or, <laughs> or something. I don't know about that, but <laughs> at the very least. They should have a way to verify one's income internationally. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Yes. They should be able to say, yes, here's a document, and, and this is what I can look at and say, yep, okay, this makes sense to, to buy. But I think the other thing is, yeah. they should, the real estate agent should be able to transparently tell you that and understand why. Mm-hmm. They should be able to translate, to, to, they should be able to communicate to you this is why the rules are in place. But yeah. I, I don't think they know. They don't get it. They don't understand. Mm-hmm. But that's also likely because I'm in exceptional circumstance. I'm not something they come across all the time. Yeah. They come across just Brazilians who want to buy stuff. Yeah. And just as foreign I ass- people yeah. want to buy stuff, they buy it up front. So. Yeah. And just as, um, you know, if, if you went to an American real estate agent... I think that most of them would also be in the place of not really understanding how a foreigner could buy a place and do financing. I have a feeling that that would be more... Um, I don't know about how to buy a place, but... I think the USA has this tendency of making things easier if it involves you giving money to them. Yes. So... We're kind of built for that, yeah. Yeah, so... Yes. That's kind of... Yeah. Yes. So, we had to stop doing the buying pursuit and go to renting pursuit which is very curious in the current market because of how high rent demand is in comparison to buying demand Um, you can go on any of the rental platforms and basically see that within a week anything that goes up gets gets taken yeah it's 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 gone mm-hmm. um so it's like a revolving door where you have to be looking all the time and hopeful that like something's gonna work out but it just might not yeah. um and yeah. that's that's been the the case for us so far over the last week or so that we've been looking um it's just a revolving door and to find any place in like a good area or a cool area or a fun area to be in it's It costs a lot. It costs a lot, and property owners are very willing to not invest into their properties because they think that the property value is the location itself. Yeah. Which I understand. 
yet at the same time, if they invested more into their properties, they would get a greater return on their investment in terms of how much rent that they could get. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I think that they might not be in the financial circumstances to want to invest into those properties. So um, that's a thing I wonder about. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just think it's lack of interest, to be honest. Yeah, laziness. I just think it's laziness or, like... They inherited it. Yeah, it's just they don't care. Yeah, 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 which is right. I think what I've come to see in visiting all these places is that Brazilians take worse care of their homes and of their properties than I'm used to seeing Americans and Europeans do. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't been in a lot of people's places because i mean i have i i wasn't i have been in a lot of your friends places and your yeah. your parents friends but i know that all of them are a certain type i mean like, yes they all take good care of stuff they are kind of the same character and, yes you know, they have very similar personalities they have similar personalities so i know and i should hope that they take good care of stuff yeah so i don't know how this thing distributes between like other people or other states or cities i don't know how yeah. it is yeah because yeah. apparently I, there are i don't know there are people who have different experiences with american houses so i don't know if that's just yeah because we're lucky that our friends are nice i believe that that's <laughs> i believe that that's a part of it yeah. yet i also think that in general if you were to compare like If you went to the biggest and most important cities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and you went to look at apartments in those key areas, you would not find apartments that look like that. I don't know. Let's talk about New York. I see a lot of people saying shit about apartments in New York because they are like expensive and they're not that great in terms of how old they are. And sometimes, they, you know. Yes. Yes. So maybe that's a city thing, like big city thing. Yeah, it could be. And we are in a big city, so maybe that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I'm just saying all this, and I just don't have enough experience to be able to to speak to the topics. I think that that's probably more. But I think that doesn't happen case. a lot in Washington, for example. It doesn't seem like a city that has a lot of shitty apartments. Washington D.C. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it's newer. So I think it might be just this thing of certain the, cities. Yeah, the residential areas are newer. Yeah. Yeah, like New York, Rio, maybe Paris. I don't know. I have this image of maybe. A apartments in Paris being very like tiny and expensive they're, yeah they're tiny and expensive but I don't think that they're bad yeah that depends on what you yeah 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 I yeah I, I get it um, yeah it's it's just so curious to observe all these places where it's like they're straight out of the 1950s and it seems that's like not even the problem. The problem yeah. is like they haven't been touched since the yeah, 1950s. I was, I, was, I was about to say, they're straight out of the 1950s and it seems like nobody has touched them since then. Yeah. Yeah. So, so imagine that. 70 years of a place and yeah. it just has not been redone or updated in a meaningful way. Yeah. I don't know if there's a house in the U.S. that's like that. Mm-hmm. You know? At least, at least it was touched in like the eighties or the nineties, mm-hmm. but not like the fifties, like the way that this is. You know, like mm-hmm. all of the outlets are are still old in this place. So in Brazil, they change their outlets to the European outlets at What's a certain outlet? point. What's outlet? Um, um, tomada. Oh, okay. So, 
in Brazil, they used to have these old outlets, which look like the ones we have in the U.S., but then they switched to the European ones, which are like the two dots rather than the two vertical lines. Um, and in these apartments that we're seeing, yeah. they, they all have the, the vertical ones, which means that they, they are old. They're very old. They're very old. Um, so that is something curious to experience and see as we go through all this as well. Um, but anyways, and it also has made us think about the value of buying and for us to look at buying and be like, wow, we would take much better care of a place than mm -hmm. pretty much any of these places. And we'd be able to rent the apartment for like three times as much as what people are. Yeah, because the ones that are good in a good state, they're four times the price, really. Five Correct. times the price. Yeah, yeah. And they're not even fancy. It's just that they're well taken care of. Yeah, there's like a nice table and chairs. Nice table, chairs, and like, you know, the window is cool. <laughs> yeah, and like the, the kitchen isn't a disaster. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. The bathroom is nice. It's taken care of. It's, it's well lit. Mm -hmm. You know, very basic stuff that I think at least Americans take very much for granted. Yeah. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that's another thing. Um, but I'd like to ask you about um, just the way that you're managing yourself through it. Do you feel like it, it has been impactful in a negative way? I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Why me? What's been impactful? Doing all of these things at the same time over the last month. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. But I think the worst part for me is having the wedding thing floating on our heads. Because hmm. we're kind of neglecting the wedding things, in my opinion. Why? Because we're leaving the wedding things for the last part. Um, They're the lower rungs of priority. The what? They're on the lower rungs of priority. I think so. No. Makes sense because it's... It's the furthest away. It's furthest away. Yeah, and it's just a party, so it's, you know, like, oh, okay, it's a party. We paid for, um, not we, but my dad has been paying for the most part of it, so it's like, it's semi-arranged, but there are still a lot of details that we haven't actually looked at carefully, and that makes me a little nervous. But at the same time, I don't have time to be thinking about them now because we're solving all these other things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is overwhelming because I wish I could be thinking of the apartment. And it's frustrating because it's like, oh, I want to look at something cool and live in somewhere nice. And then it's just looking forever and not finding not even three options that would be cool and not like cost all my life yeah you know because there there's not a shortage of nice places but there's there's a shortage of affordable nice places Correct. or like decent places that's yes. the problem you know mm -hmm. um yeah so that's frustrating for me and i get sad yeah very sad Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I definitely experience a lot of similar things. 
I don't know if it's sadness that I experienced, but I experienced definitely more frustration and stress. Um, which is interesting because I was just thinking about this earlier of how if somebody asked me how I felt, I would the first thing I would say probably wouldn't be stressed. It would be frustrated. And that's interesting because I don't really know how different those two things are. Like if you if you looked at someone who was frustrated and you looked at somebody else who was stressed, how much of a difference would you see? I don't think that it's that different at all. I think frustration is a part of stress. Okay. Or is, or a type of stress if you want to sure, it that yeah, way, but yeah. I think there's no frustration without stress. Or yeah. Yeah. Like it is stressful to be frustrated. Sure. It's just the type of stress. Yeah, it's not anxiety. Yeah. But it's it's stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because anxiety is looking at the future and feeling like you're not in control, and frustration is looking at the present and feeling like you're not in control. And being, yeah, frustrated because people are stupid and not doing things right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or that it could you, be a lack you of acceptance. That, yes. Yeah. You think that you're doing the right things and it's not going the way that you anticipated. Yeah. And you just struggle to accept the situation as it is, as you just said. Yeah. Um, and that is challenging. Um, yeah. But despite the ch- challenges I've had in carrying myself in the best way throughout this, which is something we've talked about a lot and I'm trying to improve. The question is, like, the question is, how can we continue to see all these things as opportunities and ways of learning and ways that we can grow closer together and get closer to where we want to be and feel like we're taking steps forward despite the negative experiences that come throughout it that's a fair question but it's very hard for me to see the incompetence of the federal organs as opportunities Uh uh-huh just because i feel useless yeah and that like i cannot change anything about the systems yes so I think that part is the worst of accepting uh-huh. or being, like, optimistic. Yeah. Because you want things to move and you're doing everything, but they don't move. <laughs> or at least it feels like they're not moving or they're moving very slowly in a very not un- unsatisfactory way. Yes. And I don't know how to deal with that or how how we could... manage those feelings yeah you basically have to accept it yeah or learn how to communicate so effectively to the point where they see immense value in making the changes that you're noticing those are the only two routes that I've really come up with yeah which yeah I'm going to try to do the thing that I just said at the end but we'll see do you think that those systems are so weird here because they don't really care about the opinion of most immigrants? Because most of them are not European or American. They are like Venezuelan or yes. like African. Uh, 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 hey, you yeah. know, Af- 
from countries of Africa or yeah. like like Haiti, Haitian or yeah. you know Suriname. Yes. Yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah, it's quite possible. So they're not really interested in making any of this easier for those people. Yeah, and all those people speak different languages, and they get frustrated here. Yeah. Like you could see. There was a guy yes. from Africa who was right next to us who was trying to fill out forms. And the woman working there just sort of looked at him and she was like, you didn't fill it out yet? And yeah. I was like, oh, maybe he misunderstood and you could just say, hey, here's what you need to do. Yeah. And just tell him what he needs to do. Because you've done this. They're so rude there. Thousands of times, you know. Like the guy on the phone with you, remember that? Yeah. That was so rude. Yeah. 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 The the way of attending to people is quite poor, unfortunately. Um, Especially if they're in that kind of position. Say more about that. Well, they're the federal police. They think yeah. they're, the, they're gods. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm the law, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Literally, they, they do whatever they want because they know that we're not going to say anything about it or, like, complain or attack or anything. And Because if, if we do, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, but that's even... That's an interesting Especially thing. Especially the immigrants, I'd say. Hmm. Like, are they are, are the immigrants really trying to, to um, challenge the police? I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless something goes viral, you know. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Well, I hope you feel better next week's. And I hope that next time we record a podcast, we have better updates about the things <laughs> we're doing. <laughs> Because yeah. I joked the other day about like, oh, uh, we're going to be recording something and looking at it again in three years and say, we still don't have the green card. <laughs> <Be like, Yep. laughs> I still yeah. don't have the residency. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's so messy. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah. I think it's going to be all right in the end. I just don't know what's going to happen till then. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the important lessons to learn for us are we have to look at all this and say there is nothing that we can do apart from just continuing to put our heads down and trying to get all this done. Um, because we can be productive with these things. We can get things done. We've done a lot already, and there's so much more that we can do. And if we're organized, and if we get our heads together, and if we talk and communicate well and organize our time, we can get these things done. It's possible. Yeah. We just have to make choices. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Much love. (laughs) 
stole my line. <laughs> it's my podcast. I'm holding the phone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get to press the button then. Oh, no, no, you can't do it. Nope, it's your podcast. No. <laughs> but I don't like to press the button, remember? I do remember, but you got to do it. That's mean. That's not mean. What should I say last? Like, bye. <laughs> See you next time. Be safe. Much love. Reach out if you want to chat. Yeah. Okay. Those are all good things. All right. All right. <laughs> Okay, see you. Bye. Bye.